Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Melissa Joy. Melissa, are you ready to do this? Let's do this. I'm looking forward to it, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Melissa is a CFP, a CDFA. She is the founder and a financial planner at Pearl Planning. I'm excited to have you on. Melissa, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I'm a Gen X financial planner, and I live in Dexter, Michigan, just outside of Ann Arbor. I'm a wife um, and have two kids. Gus is nine and Josie is five. And I've been in the financial planning world for two decades. Um, Found myself just by happenstance working for a financial planner, which led to a role at a larger wealth management firm in Detroit, where I was eventually a partner. And just last year, I went out on my own. I'd always been envious of people who were founders and started companies. And I did just that. I launched Pearl Planning last August and haven't looked back. Well, congratulations. And Gus, where where did the name Gus come from? It's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for asking. Actually, I... I'm a huge fan of Larry McMurtry and Lonesome Dove, and there's a character in that book, Augustus McRae, who um, is just a really unique literary figure. And so I, it took about nine months of convincing my husband to go that <laughs> route, but um, being the bearer of the child was helpful in, sure. in convincing him um, that there could be a Gus. So, I, I love it. Story. Yeah, I uh, my my folks settled on George, but apparently Gus was part of the conversation, and it's an uncommon name. So I, th- I thought I would ask. I love it. Funny you say that because George is um, Gus's middle name, uh, yeah, named after nice. her grandfather. Yeah. Gus George Joy. It's a good name right there. <laughs> I love it. And 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 how about uh, Pearl Planning? Where where did that come from? That actually came. It's it's also a family story. So. My um, daughter's name is Josephine Pearl, and Pearl was the middle name of my grandmother, Vera Pearl. And so it is, for me personally, it represents the legacy of my grandmother, inspiration from my grandmother, as well as the opportunity of the future with my daughter, Josie. Um, So it, it has personal meaning, but also, if you think about it, uh, pearl is something that's beautiful that comes from an irritation. And so many times when people are starting a journey to get their finances in order, there's a challenge or something that makes them uncomfortable that results in their work with a professional like me. And so I think pearl really represents that the possibilities that they have to have control and beauty in their financial outcomes. I think that that's fantastic. So it's beautiful. It's something beautiful that comes from an irritation. I, I, I think that that's awesome, and that's so true, right? I think that we all probably know that we should be doing more things proactively from a financial standpoint. But oftentimes, it is some kind of a not necessarily an irritation, but some kind of a life event, or oftentimes an irritation that does prompt us to actually finally take that step. There's so much insecurity when it comes to dealing with money. And what I what I know and, and you know that most people don't know individually if they don't work in the world of wealth is that there's not a 
particular person, there's not a certain net worth where you stop being concerned about money. Um, so that insecurity really goes across um, boundaries, socioeconomic boundaries. Um, it, you can have a very significant net worth and still feel that insecurity. Um, so, you know, the role of a financial professional, financial planner, hopefully is to increase confidence and knowledge and um, provide a feeling of control um, out of that insecurity. And that's one of my, th- I think that increasing confidence, I, I almost sometimes think about confidence like a superpower, because if, if you don't have it, so then it's, it's bad. But if you do have it, I mean, geez, you can probably probably tackle just about anything. Um, and you can't do- see it. So sometimes you need that external person to give you permission to be confident. And, and you may have to have that conversation over years in order to do it. So it can be an artificial, you know, kind of... Um, crutch until you're ready to stand on your own yeah and how, how however you get there right i remember right there's this great saying about uh give somebody a great reputation to live up to i think it's uh, uh dale carnegie um yeah. and just you know maybe maybe people can borrow somebody's story or or sometimes an advisor can put it into somebody's head hey listen you you can be somebody who invest money. You, 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 you can be successful financially. You know, you can be somebody that, however it is that, that, that you want to view yourself, you're able to do that. And just taking incremental steps, getting there definitely builds that confidence. Well, and I love, there are so many times when I sit down with people or I've worked with them over the years where they are in a good place. They should be confident. And I get to give them permission to be confident. They're already doing it right. They just don't have an easy way to to measure it. And if I'm successful or anyone that's working um, with the public on their money and financial decisions, I am going to give them the confidence to talk to me about the things that, you know, don't show up in their social media feeds, the things that make them feel less than. Um, so one of the important values of pearl planning is courageous authenticity. We try to be real um, with our clients and in, in exchange, they have the confidence and trust to be real with us and tell us what's really deep down making them feel unsettled or um, need, you know, needs further conversation. So it's, it's not just, you know, it's back to that pearl story. It's not just the perfect image. It's, it's let's roll up our sleeves and talk about what's really going on. There's a lot of, I think, really, really important stuff in what you just said there. What was the core value? So it's courageous authenticity is one of our three core values. And I know values are really important to you. And, and to me, they just are, they, they flow through the decision-making all day, every day at Pro Planning. And that's, I, I think... I think that that's something. Obviously, you you you've been listening to some of my uh, some of my shows, and I sort of feel like I beat a dead horse with it. But I think that the more people can can focus on that, then it helps to frame and inform all their behavior. And you're somebody who's been doing this for 20 years. Is, is that something that you've always found to be true, or you've sort of the the light bulb turned on? No, I well. I I think of myself both as a financial planner and as an entrepreneur and business owner. And when I look at successful businesses, values are really, they're something that is, they're definite, they're concrete. You can see them in the way the company operates. And 
on a personal level, when you can see someone's values, they have a much higher propensity for success in the financial world or just in life, right? They're more comfortable in their own skin because they're not seeking to define themselves, even if they don't know that that's the point. So it's it's something I kind of grew up with. Um, I, I worked for many years in a company that had important values, but I got the opportunity to define the values when I started my own company and just immediately after making the decision that I was going to have this company, the, the, that courageous authenticity was just right in front of my face. Um, it has everything to do with who I am and what I want to, um, it, to the permission I want to give to clients for how we interact. Yeah, yeah, and like that's such great language. I, I I use the term give people a great reputation to live up to, but you I think have taken that one step further and actually giving people permission to to live the kind of life that they really want to live versus um, all it seems like everything so much in in the world right now is 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 geared towards like you talked about almost making us feel less than maybe not on purpose, but showing us these wealth signals of people and whether or not they actually live the kind of lifestyles that we perceive that they do. We certainly are, are shown that they are living these, these wild, lavish lifestyles. Yeah, I, I agree. There's so much to unpack there. First, you know, there, in order to get to the point where you're feeling comfortable and confident, I think that there is a door you must walk through that, is vulnerable. Um, vulnerability allows you to get deeper into what's going on in your life. Um, it it doesn't sound like the nuts and bolts that you think about when you when you go to a financial planner. And certainly, we don't start the first meeting saying, "How can we get vulnerable?" Um, but it's just a part of the process to keep talking about you and your life, and your money's always in context of your life. But then, when you think about what all the signals that we're getting in society. Um, I think the most successful people are kind of living in a wealth iceberg where there's a little bit that's above the surface, but there's a lot going on underneath. And you have no idea if people's icebergs are upside down, where they're showing a lot but have very little to really hang on to. Um, So there's so many opportunities to receive miscues and, and communications that do not encourage healthy financial behavior when you're just using society as kind of your your benchmark or your ruler to measure your success. So that first step is sort of taking a, having a frank conversation and really doing a frank assessment of, of where you are right now? Yes. So when I get started working with people, we work typically over many years, but the first conversations are just like, what's going on right now? And then I'm fortunate to be a certified financial planner. So we go through the traditional financial planning process gather information, analyze the current situation, and the result is the initiation of a financial journey, which we typically call a financial plan. Um, but really, it's it's accumulating a group of decisions that I hope the clients will make along with me instead of preaching to them, here's what you're going to do. It's more of a collaborative approach. And then the, what ultimately you end up with is a to-do list um, to get started. And then that 
process gets repeated, which is where I think the magic of financial planning occurs. We always talk about the compounding, you know, the value of compounding. That's something you would teach your kids, you know, with interest and, and growth and investments. But there's a compounding value of the repeated process of a financial, you know, dialogue um, that occurs each year um, that's incredibly valuable. And, and it's hard to see. It's, it's something um, you really feel over time. And there's, there's no doubt about it. And it's something that has to be revisited because one of the, uh, one of the, the snippets from your website that I saw was that you take an approach which is wealth management for real life. And what pops yeah. into my head as we're having this conversation is, um, and I think it's a Mike Tyson quote. He said, "Everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth." Um, so you can you, <laughs> Love you it. can have this great plan, but stuff's going to happen. That's right. I mean, we're working together over many years, so there can be that phone call. Hey, I just lost my job, or you know, this unfortunate circumstances going on in the family, there's also the unexpected happy surprises, but they all can knock you in the mouth, right? And they change your mentality, your perspective. And with the benefit of a financial plan, it doesn't make anything easier, especially on a, a you know, mental and emotional level, but it allows you to keep putting one foot forward. And you know you have a team around you of, you know, professionals and important community that, that can assist as well. It's such a, such a great quote. I love that, George. It's, 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 it's for sure kind of a fun one. And just understanding, so crystallizing, or clarifying, crystallizing what those values are and then understanding, okay, here's where we want to go. Now, maybe it'll be a straight line. You know, hopefully everything just, just goes great and it's this uninterrupted boulevard of green lights, but odds are there's going to be bumps in the road or we're going to zigzag and, but we're still moving towards that, uh, that, 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 that desired end goal. That's right. And, the, you know, there's also the important thing to keep in mind that during your journey, what, what if I just told you that your goal is retirement and along the way, the only thing that matters is that goal in the future. If you're, you know, let's say you're like me in your forties. Well, what about the journey? What about all those years in between? So you really need to be the person as a financial planner that navigates the now and the midterm and the long term and, and pays enough attention to all of those parts because some people may be so focused on the end game that they're not allowing themselves to live the life they want to live today. And other people may just only be able to see short term. So you need that diagnostic capability um, to see what's going on underneath the hood um, to really help people out um, and get them, you know, have them live the life they need, want to live now as well as in the future. Yeah, having a conversation or helping people to appreciate the different time horizons, because um, a year can seem, and you know, I, I I have a two and a half year old, and ah. you know now <laughs> yep. now now years days are really long and years are really short compared to when when I was in my twenties and thirties. So and true. so a three year period can seem like an eternity for somebody, or it could go by in in, in the blink of an eye. So just helping people to to match up, okay, short term, mid term, long term, and. And not just have arbitrary conversations about that, but then to actually link that with here's here's what you're trying to accomplish for your family and your community and 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 with your money. That's got to be a helpful thing. Absolutely, and you know, there people live under a false assumption too that you that you do live on that straight line. But when I see the most successful people, people I really admire 
what I often learn about them once I get to know them better is all of the difficulty that they went through. The moments, whether on the outside they looked like, you know, they were a million dollars every day on the inside were going through turmoil, whether it was a loss or divorce or a business, you know, business um, challenge. Um, so it it can be helpful to tell those stories so that you don't feel as alone as you go through challenges. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Okay, so laying out the plan, revisiting inconsistently, is there something that, that, that you've seen or certain behaviors that y- y- you see consistently that you say, you know what, I really wish people would stop doing this. I, I really wish that they would knock this off. So I think that one of the things people think is that they they either have it figured out or they're never going to figure it out. So mm. there's there's an overconfidence or just they've they've already self-diagnosed and and so they wait to get started with the financial planning process. Maybe they say, you know, this doesn't really make sense until I, you know, the year I'm going to retire. That frustrates me because the earlier you can get started in really assessing where you're at, the more powerful your financial planning results will be. So there's no time that's too early, especially when I work with families where they have successful younger generations. Um, There's so much that a financial planner can impart. Um, But I always encourage people to start the conversation earlier because even if they have, you know, how to do your taxes, how to save money here and there figured out, it's very difficult to Google search the interconnectedness of a successful financial plan and those compounding financial decisions. Certainly there's some people out there that have the capability to do it themselves and also the affinity that they love doing that. But it's few and far between where there isn't a value in getting the conversation started. And there's no, you know, there's not one particular thing that, oh, everybody misses this or that. But there's always something that's so revealing, even from financial sophisticates, where, you know, you just kind of um, go through the planning process and I'm, I, I can see the value right off the bat, um, which is a lot of fun. It, it makes my job really rewarding. I love it. Well, Melissa, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I think that it sounds very basic, but there is so much information in your net worth. So when you add up all of the different types of assets that you have, as well as subtracting out your liabilities for your bottom line on a personal level, um, that that net worth is a huge tool that I use as a financial planner to kind of diagnose what's going on in your life. As when I know that, as well as what point of your life you're in and um, what you're doing, I I know a lot even before we start talking. So I'd encourage people to take a snapshot just once a year. You don't need to look at it every day, but write down all of your assets and financial accounts and subtract out those liabilities. And then over time, once a year, you can take another snapshot and compare from time to time. For example, if you had a ton of loans or debt, then you wouldn't easily see how well you're doing until you net out um, that declining debt. Um, And if you're someone who's taking in a lot of money, but there's not a lot of savings in your taxable accounts, then it's an important conversation like, are you spending every single dime you make except for your retirement contributions? So there's just so much in there and you don't need to hire a professional to know your net worth. I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. 
Melissa, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, I'd love anyone that is interested to check out PearlPlan.com. That's our company website. We're also active on Facebook at Pearl Planning Wealth. And each week we offer a financial tip that is palatable. You can follow it um, once a week. And that is called 52 Pearls and 52 Financial Pearls. And you can find it with that hashtag 52 Pearls, both on LinkedIn and Facebook. I love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Melissa your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find them on their website, pearlplan.com. Find them on Facebook and find the 52 Pearls hashtag as well. And I'll list all that in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Melissa. George, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there you can just go to the website i'll also list that in the notes of the show what's up savage nation please support the show by subscribing leave us a review and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it come on